this edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, a show that is for the fans, by the fans. I am your phenomenal host, Mr. Podcasting, Chris Belcher. You can follow me at Chris Belcher24 on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The show is at PBW Podcast on those platforms as well. Make sure you give us a follow. Make sure you interact with us. That way that we know if you're digging what we're doing, it's the best way for us to figure that out. So, social media at PBW Podcast. Make sure you head over to the Bodyslam.net YouTube channel. Give them a like. Subscribe to the channel. I know that helps them. That helps us like the video. All of those things. We would appreciate that. Joining me, as always, is the young buck, Mr. Andy York. And Andy, we're a little late this week, but it seems like when we're late on an episode, the topics just pile up and just continue to pile up. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm afraid that as soon as this goes live tomorrow, like Friday, that something's going to happen. There's going to be some breaking news somewhere because that tends to ha- that tend to happen when we also release on Friday is some earth shattering news that just rocks the wrestling world happens. So I hope we're wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And we look like idiots. Yeah. So I, I hope we're wrong. Uh, like last week when I was previewing <laughs> Extreme Rules, I did not realize that Sheamus and Walter were wrestling for the IC title that night. And I was talking about, yeah, the next time they wrestle, Sheamus is going to win. Well, that did not happen at all. Um, <laughs> but that was a really good match. <laughs> it was. It was very good. It was very good. But yeah, it seems like once we once we record later, it seems like every show is just amazing <laughs> when leading up to that week. Yeah. And it is. And it's just because wrestling's in such a good spot. We talk about that all the time, man. Wrestling is in a great spot right now. Uh, but let's get into it, man. Uh, we didn't talk about, or at least because I wasn't on the episode last week. I know when we recorded the Extreme Rules post-show, we didn't talk about AEW. So we need to catch everybody up on AEW. Man, last night, or I'm sorry, yes, last night as we're recording, probably two nights ago as you're listening to this, the first episode of Dynamite ever from Canada and what a way to kick it off, man, with the debut of Renee Paquette, uh, also known to everybody as Renee Young, also known to everybody as John Moxley's wife, <laughs> coming over to AEW officially. Man, what do you think took her so long? Like, it felt like this, this was inevitable ever since she left. What What do you think took her so long? I think she, I mean, I, I, there's probably other stuff she wanted to do other than just jump right back into wrestling. Uh, I'm sure there was other passions. Sure. She got her podcast up. I think she she did a cookbook, I believe, as well. She did. Um, so, like, doing stuff like that. So, I, I'm sure it just took her a while. But I will say, the minute she showed up on screen and then the minute she showed up backstage, AEW started to feel, like, AEW's backstage interviews started to feel different and in a good way. Like she, she brings something out yep. um, that nobody else says. I think she's probably the, one of the best backstage interviewers of all time. Definitely of this like generation of wrestling. She's like, there's nobody that's really close other than maybe Kathy Kelly that was in NXT. And that was just Kathy Kelly with undisputed air. And they were hilarious every time they were on screen together, but she just, everything she does, she does it very, very well. So I think this is a perfect get for them. I think this is a perfect job for her. Um, obviously, now her and John can travel everywhere together um, because the dude was supposed to go on vacation like three months ago, and CM Punk completely screwed that up for everybody. So yeah. uh, it seems like they're they're happy together and doing things together. So you know, it's a win. I think for AEW, absolutely a win. 
I'm partial to Kayla Braxton as a backstage interviewer and her encounters with Paul Heyman, but you know, yes, that's true. That's neither true. here nor there. Um, <laughs> but then you make the point, like, I, I think you're absolutely right that AEW backstage interviews kind of turned around. It felt a little different, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then we get backstage interviews by Alex Marvez and Tony Schiavone and all that. I'm like, wait a minute. Where's Renee? Like, what are we yeah. doing? I know that even WWE likes to use one or two at a time, but come on, if you got her, let's use her, right? Yeah, and I, I mean, they used her for one or two segments, and then they used her for a couple of, um, uh, like, online releases as well, like, oh, like okay. digital exclusives, because she chased down Jade Cargill and talked about her and Nyla Rose and some other stuff. Mm. Um, so, like, I get it. Like, you want to you don't want to just not give Alex anything now that she's there because I don't think Alex is bad like at all. I think he just, I do. He's just a little out there. His, some of his, his, the way he handles himself sometimes is weird. I love Shivani backstage, like Shivani backstage and Shivani doing the in-ring interview stuff, which we'll talk about with Paige and Hank and uh, uh, Moxley. I think Shivani is made for stuff like that. Um, just like JR is made for the backstage like sit down interviews that he does that nobody does better than JR even to this day nobody does it better than JR. Okay. So I think I think once we start to get it mixed a little bit, um, I think we'll start to see a little less of Alex. Maybe he'll do more on Rampage and she'll stick more on Dynamite sort of thing. That would be smart for them to do. Uh, you mentioned Moxley, her husband, uh, her being Renee. Moxley and Hangman next week in Cincinnati on a special Tuesday night dynamite for the AEW championship. And we saw a face-to-face promo this week that man left me by the end of it saying, where was this hangman page while he was world champion? Yeah, Like this is the guy I want to see. It's one of those things, man. Sometimes the guy chasing, like the guy's better chasing than he is the champion, and that that may be the case with with Page. I first off, I can't believe this match outside of the PBWF Mayhem, which if you want to go listen to it, you can go listen <laughs> to it. Outside of that, has never actually happened. Like I cannot believe these two guys have never really faced each other. This is the first time ever that these two guys have ever faced mm. each other one on one. Um, so that alone makes this feel like a big time match. And then the way they cut that promo, Moxley last week cutting the promo and like completely yep. disrespecting Paige. And then Paige's response this week, I I was already sold on it, but now I'm like, okay, I need to see this yep. immediately. So kudos to both of them. I love the way that uh, Paige handled the MJF chance as well of just like bringing him kind of into the discussion without making it all about MJF. Like he just kind of like brushed him off, talked about him. And then he cut the most relatable promo ever when he talked about he's sad. He can't sleep at night. He's depressed. The medicine isn't working. Like he cut the most millennial promo ever and it resonated with everybody. So kudos to him, man. Punched himself in the head. And I thought he, I thought he Goldberg himself for a second. I was like, I was waiting for the blood to start to trickle down his face. I I loved it, man. I am so ready for this match. I'm I'm excited that we get this version of Paige again, mm-hmm. um, because it feels like Paige has absolutely like revitalized himself back to where he was. Um, really, at the start of AEW, like since the beginning of AEW, I forget I completely forgot that Moxley debuted after him and Jericho wrestled. Yeah, like that. So like all this is kind of coming full circle once again. So. I'm really, really excited about um, that. Um, 
No. No, he came out after Kenny. Kenny it was Jericho. it was Jericho Kenny. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. But I, but I see your point. You know, I, and it it's to your point that they had never wrestled before. I, I was just sitting here thinking like that can't be right. But no, like when Moxley was champion, they were keeping Paige away and they were trying mm-hmm. to you know build him up and yada yada. yada. And when um, Paige was champion, Moxley was fighting Japan. So right. like that's that's they were separate the whole time. Exactly. So this is going to be good. I'm glad it's in Cincinnati. That'll be a good atmosphere, a good crowd. Chan- Who wins this match, and what are the chances they win this match? If you had to put a number on it. Uh, I think Moxley wins. Because I think Moxley MJF makes more sense than Paige MJF. Yep. Um, because, I mean, if we're just going to look at it, the face of AEW... While yes, Paige is one of the faces, Moxley is the guy in AEW. Paige is a pillar, Moxley <clears throat> is the guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so having Moxley being the face of the company, being the guy of the company versus the guy that hates the company is just it writes itself at this point. But I mean, I'm not gonna completely count out Paige as well because I, the the crowd loves Paige. It would be a kind of a great way. Um Sort of a great swerve. I don't. It depends on how it happened. It depends on sure. what took place. Maybe if Danielson cost Moxley, or you know, if Claudio cost Moxley, or Regal cost Moxley, or something like that. Um, I think that would be really interesting. But I, it's one of those. It's 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 obvious for a reason. So let's not change it. So like, let's just do Moxley MJF, and I think right. Moxley walks away with like a ninety percent chance that he wins. I think. Yeah, I think it's definitely ninety or higher. That Moxley yeah. wins this match. I, I think this is a great story to bring some legitimacy back to Paige, like you said. Yeah. But I don't think they take the title off of Moxley here. I don't think they should take yeah. the title off of Moxley here. I think, you know, he needs to be, I don't necessarily think he needs a long run, but as you said, Moxley MJF makes the most sense. And but, it could be, it could be a case of maybe Kenny comes out and costs Paige the title. Like it may or the Bucks the, maybe, come out and help Kenny, or help uh, Hangman win the title. Yeah, like like it could be one of those of if the Elite fully form back together, right? That I could absolutely see Paige winning this. Um, but even then, I I still don't think I think you could do that spot after the match was over. Sure, you can have Moxley win, have the Bucks and Kenny come out and help Paige or attack Paige or you know whatever the case is. Right. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of different ways that you can go, but bottom line is MJF is the next in line. So do we really want to rock the boat when right. we're setting up for MJF? Speaking of MJF, it's very interesting that was it, I think it was Marvez that was doing the interview with MJF mm-hmm. backstage. Are we getting an MJF babyface turn here? Like, are we are we headed that way? And if I think so, we're the seeds. if so, does that make sense? to face moxley or do we get a more edgy hangman and a full-fledged baby face mjf i think i don't know if we're heading for a fully face mjf i think we might be heading towards a tweener mjf yeah and, i don't think he'll ever be like a full-on baby face well the way he cuts promos there's no way he's going to be right, a true baby exactly. face but he's going to be a man of the people it's like kevin owens sometimes like kevin owens sure. is not always a full heel because the crowd absolutely loves when he cuts promos. But man, like 
how you take the right steps is you get the respect of the guy, the like the guy in the company. It's like if right. Moxley gets beaten by MJF clean, Moxley shakes MJF's hand in the middle of the ring. There you go. You've already kind of because the thing is, we all knew when MJF came back, the crowd was going to love MJF. Sure. Now we didn't know to the degree that it was that we got, especially right. because of everything that happened afterwards. None of us could have predicted that was going to happen. Right. And I think that has really elevated MJF even more. So I, I think we're heading towards a tweener spot. I love the fact that he's already like done with the firm. Like he's already like, I Stokely, you are screwing everything up right now. I yep. like that fact. Um, because I can already tell when the firm turns on him and starts beating up on MJF and someone like Wardlow makes the save and the crowd's just gonna go absolutely crazy for that. Like I could I could absolutely see the crowd going crazy for Bro. Wardlow, FTR, and Sean Spears, who is back in AEW now when they and all run out face. to make the save. When they all run out to make the save to a tweener or a babyface MJF, the crowd's gonna go crazy. So Man. I could absolutely see that happening sooner rather than later. I just hope they don't cost MJF the title when they turn on him. Like let MJF become MJF needs to be AEW champion. Oh, I have, no, absolutely. I don't I don't think that'll happen at all. I think yeah. I think when MJF gets his shot, like he's gonna win the title. Like yeah. there, there's no reason for him to lose that match. Right. No matter who it's against, I don't think. Um, let's talk about the opening match of Dynamite. <laughs> Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. While the match was absolutely fantastic, uh -huh. very good opening match. This is a wasted spot for me. This is bad booking 101. You had one of the most, if not next to the acclaimed, the most popular tag team mm -hmm. in all of AEW since its inception, and they break up. Does that not spell out to you pay-per-view match that writes itself to me and yet you put it in the opening match of a random dynamite please explain the logic of this to me well i don't think it's one i don't think it's a random dynamite because it's the first one in canada so they're going to make it feel yeah, somewhat but... special which by the way the edges better chance was fantastic at christian that was hilarious when they started when they so busted good. that out i think that's the i think that's the pay-per-view match though like Jungle Boy versus Christian one on one. Yeah, but we're not flag. gonna get that for a while. Like, yeah, the next I, pay per views in like three weeks. Yeah, but I think, I think what's, I think what ultimately it is is the redemption story of Luchasaurus is more interesting than this feud between the two of them right now. So, like, I think to me it makes more sense to have this match here, have Luchasaurus get the win. Maybe we run it back at whatever pay-per-view is coming up. Is it Revolution is next? No, next or full, full gear. gear. Full gear. You could you could run this back maybe with a stipulation. Jungle Boy gets the win. Christian goes berserk on Luchasaurus, and then once we start to head towards Christian and Jungle Boy, Luchasaurus slowly starts to turn back to a baby face, joins Jungle Boy, and they get rid of Christian completely. So like, I don't think this is necessarily them breaking up forever. I think this is one of those bump in the roads, you know. We're splitting up for a little bit, and then because I mean, to be honest, the crowd loves both of them equally. Like that crowd was split uh, Wednesday night between Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy. So I, I don't think it's hurting either one of them to split. And I think when they come back together, they're going to be just as big as the acclaimed. I don't want them to come back together though, because we've already seen that they split, yeah. 
and they got back together. Now they split again. You're telling me they're going to get back together again? Like, that's too much hopping around for me, especially because it's been within the last three to four months. Yeah, like, and I think I think Christian getting hurt changed everything. And like, I, I think, agree with that. I agree. And I think they had to call the, the audible of, like, all right, we got to turn Luchasaurus back to a heel to get this going, which I get, like, that's the simple, like, that's the easiest way to back yourself out of this corner is because you don't want you didn't want Christian just to go out there and completely squash Jungle Boy in the match. You had to have done something to make sense, and Luchasaurus kind of turning back because um, I don't think Luchasaurus ever attacked Christian when he when Jungle Boy came back, did he? I think he just uh, let Jungle Boy attack him. I think you're right. Yeah. So like, I don't think there was ever a real realigning between the two of them. Um. And so, like, that's why the turn at uh, Double or Nothing, I think it was, I, all these, I, we've had so many pay-per-views over the last, we've had so many pay-per-views over the last, like, four months, it feels like, that have been back-to-back-to-back-to-back to back to back to back at All Out. I, I feel like it it wasn't necessarily the most random thing. Like, there was some story there behind it. So, I just think we're building back to that. I wouldn't mind seeing them back together. I think you can make them one of the hottest tag teams again. Um, and it's, you know, this could make the bond even stronger between the two of them heading forward in the company. We'll agree to disagree, I guess, because <laughs> I don't see it. I don't get it. I don't even like your logic of, well, this is the first match and they can run it back at the pay-per-view. No. Like, the pay-per-view should have been the first one. Like, to me, like, that, it would just make it feel more special. You could then have the rematch later with a stipulation, but, like, build it up. The first clash between the best friends no pun intended because we have the best friends as another <laughs> tag team. The first clash between the best friends is at a pay-per-view. Like that's to me, that's wrestling booking one Oh one. Yeah. And I, I agree, but I think it's also really hard when you only have four pay-per-views a year. Like, I think that, that makes well, it difficult. Whose fault is that? It makes it, but again, it makes it more special. I know. I know. Like it makes it, it's, that's what I'm saying. It makes it more special. So why not put these guys on the pay-per-view? You're going to have a gazillion <laughs> matches anyway. Right, right. Why don't you put them in there? And to me, I I don't know. To me, I don't feel like, and I'm going to say this real quietly because I don't want Katie to hear this. Uh-oh. I don't feel like Jungle Boy versus Luchasaurus is a pay-per-view level what? match. Like, to me, it's not. What? But because of the fact, if Lu- if Christian Cage was not involved, then yes, it would be. But I care more about seeing Jungle Boy beat the crap out of Christian than Jungle Boy beating Luchasaurus. But but Christian tore his triceps like right. a month ago. Right. We still got he he's not gonna be anywhere near ready to go until Revolution. Right. So why don't you have this match at the pay per view? Yeah, and I get and that. And then slowly burn that way instead of hot shining it on a dynamite and then doing the pay per view and then doing another and then it just I don't know. I don't understand the logic in AEW <laughs> booking as I continue to say each and every week on this podcast. And this does not help me. I don't get it. <laughs> Just don't get it. Yeah. All right. Speaking of not understanding, this is such a perfect segue. Aren't you so glad that I am? If so it's what I think segments? it is, I'm going to be very upset with you. You, it is. Um, it, it absolutely is. Um, Tony Khan. Oh, that. That's fine. Oh, I, thought no, we were no, heading, not, I thought we were no, heading I to another direction. I know, 
Yeah, I know what you're thinking. I was like, now that no, made I'm, perfect sense to me. No, I'm not going to bury that. No, 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 no. We'll get there in a second. Talking about bad booking and Tony yeah. Khan. For those of you who may or may not have heard Tony Khan's comments, I think they were last week because I was on vacation when this happened and I was not able to be on the podcast. I literally almost made a video at Disney and sent it to him like, you have to play this on the podcast because <laughs> this drove me nuts. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Tony Khan did an interview last week, and I don't even remember. It may have been on Busted Open. I have no idea. Tony Khan's on Busted Open like every week, and it's annoying. But anyway, he's on every Wednesday, I think, to preview Dynamite. I think is what it is. Stupid. Anywho, um, Tony Khan did an interview, and he's talking about all these things and putting over this and that and blah blah blah. And I think they said something about WWE or he said something about WWE or WWE came out of the conversation somehow. Right. Tony Khan was talking about, well, we've had to fight through this and WWE's done that and they scheduled pay-per-views on me and I've had injuries and suspensions. And he wraps up his comments by saying, and I'm trying to secure Booker of the Year. I've only got three more months to win Booker of the Year. What? Wait. What? You are concerned about winning Dave Meltzer's Booker of the Year? Really? You got a lot to learn, bro. I don't know if he's actually concerned. I think this is... I Part of me is... I think Tony Khan does this stuff... Oh. To get this reaction. And second of all, and you're about to love what I'm about to say. Oh. Second of all, I don't think it's in a contest that he is Booker of the Year because the only other competition was Vince. Hang on, hang on, let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. The only other competition was Vince because Triple H didn't take over until halfway through. So Triple H is already at a disadvantage. Now, this time next year, I think it's going to be the other way around easily. I think Triple H is going to be Booker of the Year, blah, 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 blah. I think right now... There's nobody other than Tony Khan. I think it's Tony Khan and Triple H, and Vince is like eighth on that list. Out of, I think we could put CCW, whoever books CCW above Vince half the time. Shout out to Nelly uh, for there you go. finishing yeah. third in Booker. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, I don't, but honestly, I don't think he cares. I, I don't think he really cares about it. I think he just, he has diarrhea of the mouth where he just says stuff. <laughs> he literally just says stuff. It's like, I don't, I take, I honestly take half of what he says as actual facts. That's why I love the like. That's why I love the media scrum at the end, like after every pay per view, is because of Tony. Like Tony just talks so much, and he works himself into so many shoots, and it's so funny to see him do that. But then again, I don't believe half of what he says. I think it's just heat of the moment. He's trying to get people talking. He's trying to do all this other stuff, and. It works sometimes, I, not always for not always for positive stuff, but it, it it works. I can't deal with Tony Khan talking this much. Like he just <laughs> he he kills me. Like I've seen him twice at Dynamite in Nashville, and every time I'm like, bro, lay off of the drugs. <laughs> like just stop. I don't know. Dude. Honestly, I don't know if he is drugged out at this point. If it's just like that's just now how he is like he's just like he's honestly like a real life tigger from winnie the pooh is just wired up ready to go (laughs) every single second of every single day ready to roll i could absolutely i I need right now 
in my life. <laughs> a meme of Tigger with Tony Khan's face. Yes. That's yeah. what I need. No, yeah. what I was shaking my head when you were saying that it, you know, it's absolutely Tony Khan's gonna win Booker of the Year. Of course he is, because that's who Dave Meltzer loves. And that's the only reason he's gonna win Booker of the Year. I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, I'm not saying whatever. I don't like it. But mm. Dave, that's Dave Meltzer's baby, AEW's greatest thing on the planet, blah, 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 whatever. Of course Tony's going to win Booker of the Year. Why would I, I not? I don't know about that. I don't know if that's the reason. It absolutely is the reason. Consistently, over the last year, AEW has been better than WWE. I disagree. Over the, over the last year, from January to December, the first few months of Vince this year were rough. Were very rough. Bro, Vince Rump the- brought back Cody Rhodes. That's one good thing he has done. Because for and every, that, hang on, hang on, for every, for every, for every Cody Rhodes, there's a Brock Lesnar beating Big E at day one. There's a Brock Lesnar winning the Rumble. There's a Brock Lesnar winning the Elimination Chamber. There's Brock Roman 55 that we saw. While yes, the WrestleMania one was decent, SummerSlam was, was better. But then again, who booked SummerSlam? So, I I Vince did not have a good first half of the year booking at all, and then we go into Triple H's era. Triple H has done like ninety five percent of a fantastic job. There are a couple things here and there where it's like, eh, we could have done this a little different, but we're gonna we're gonna ride this out, blah blah whatever. And I'm not saying Tony Khan has been perfect. There have been multiple things that he has done that. Booking wise, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, the probably the biggest one was the Punk Moxley squash match that was the most random thing to happen. But for every like he's he's been more consistent, I feel like throughout the year than Vince was. Now this time next year, I think it's going to be the completely opposite. I think we're going to be talking about how Triple H has completely changed WWE. Um, as long as he books Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt right. That's my that's going to be my biggest caveat. Uh, but I feel like I feel like this year, AEW has faced a lot of of adversity. Some not their fault because you cannot you cannot do anything about injuries. And right up to Forbidden Door, they were bitten by the by the injury bug time and time and time and time and time again. Can't help that. You can't help CM Punk's stupid comments, and you can't help having Sammy Guevara still in your company when he should have been fired weeks ago and just let Andrade go at this point. Let him go wherever he wants to go because he does not want to be there. Like, that that type of stuff is bad. But then again, that's not booking. Like, that's just backstage drama. And that's where that kind of comes in. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> you can't tell, though. I am very happy Triple H is taking over. Okay, well... Sounds like Tony Khan just needs to buy both companies. No, 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 no. No. Let Triple H do what he's doing. Let Tony Khan do what he's doing. Well, They're I mean, both... Tony's brother Nick has taken over, so, you know, wouldn't shock me. Anyway, <laughs> Tony's brother is not Nick. I'm just kidding for those uh... who do not know that. Um, no, let's talk about They the do look thing. alike, though. They look, and they do have the same last name, so... I mean, two and when they people. talk, they kind of sound the same because I can't stand listening to Nick Khan talk. So I think, I think we're about even. All right. Uh, the thing that you thought I was going to bury, I'm not going to bury. Like, I don't hate it. Uh, it's not my favorite, but I don't hate it. 
Orange Cassidy winning the All-Atlantic Championship from Pack on Dynamite. What I will say that I don't like about this has nothing to do with the match or the winner or anything. It's the placement on the card. Like, you're telling me that this match main evented a show that had Jericho versus Brian Danielson on it? Like... I know yeah. what the I know what the ending was, and I yeah. get okay. Sin fans home happy, confetti, yeah. blah, blah, whatever. But you're telling me that you're going to put this match on last over Jericho Danielson? Yeah, that's bad I, booking. That's bad booking, in my opinion. I don't know about that because I think the match was better <laughs> than Danielson Jericho. Okay, sure it was, but who were your top guys? It depends on how you look at it. I mean, it depends on. How which which championship do you hold up higher in AEW? Well, is it the yeah, All Atlantic or is it the Ring of Honor? And I, even though Jericho is champion, I don't know which one is more important. To them. I was gonna say I don't think they know which one's more important. So yeah, who the heck can figure it out? Yeah, I I don't know. I I think it is a weird main event. Um, I think you definitely probably could have done, you could have done Mox or you could have done uh, Jericho and Danielson. I think you could have done the the Moxley Page segment as the main event, and that would have that would have been just as good, if not better. Time out. Has AEW ever done that? Have they ever closed the show with like a promo segment like that? I think so. I feel like they have before. I feel like well, I feel like what's happened is they've had a match, and then directly after the match, there's been a promo. Oh, no, no, After no. the I match, but I not like know. a promo. I don't know if they've ever done like a promo segment to close. To close, they very rarely do a promo segment to open. <laughs> like it's, they it's normally true. just start off with a match and then they well, go into and, their promo stuff. Yeah, and like I don't mind, you know, having a promo or a match to start the show. That doesn't bother me. I yeah. was just curious because I know WWE is well known for doing. Yeah. Promo segments as main events. Heck, we saw it on Raw on Monday night. <laughs> they so, also do debuts as main events with Bray Wyatt, which I guess you could. I guess you could kind of argue when Danielson and Cole showed up. That was yes, the match was the main event. That was the the the, the wrestling match was the main event, but the main right. event that I think people talked about was Cole and Danielson true. showing up. That that's true. And, but like I said, it, like you said, and like I said, it's kind of tied to that match. So yeah. I just wanted to like completely separate kind of yeah. thing. I don't know. I, I think, honestly, I think it's a, and I don't mean this as a Jericho thing. Honestly, I think it's sports entertainment versus pro wrestling. WWE focuses on that sports entertainment side. Sure. AEW is, AEW, Dynamites have a lot of matches and like very sure. few actual like promos in the ring, I feel like. Right. So and that's fine. I, yeah, I don't, I'm, it's their I'm crowd. It's their yeah. Cer- so. And I'm certainly not knocking that. You know, yeah. You know, everybody likes what they like. If you don't like one, you go to it. Whatever, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. I'm just curious. Yeah. Um. So Orange Cassidy, All Atlantic Champion. Now, I thought the premise of this was for this champion to be able to take this to different companies around the world, defend it. Does Orange Cassidy do a lot of those shows? Yeah. That would yeah. He does. He does some do indie. That? He does some indie stuff. Um, okay. and even if he didn't, bef- like he hasn't done a whole lot, I think uh, part of it is because he just came off an injury, but I think, I think he's going to start doing a lot more independent stuff. Obviously, okay. uh, we didn't even talk about this. I don't even know if this is in our notes or anything with the new contract that Moxley signed. 
Oh, uh, with the ex- with the extension, he's apparently not allowed to wrestle GCW matches anymore, which I that, that kind well, of get. I, <laughs> I kind well, of get. I think that that's kind of up in the air. I think that was. I don't know if it's public knowledge where that's an right. actual thing or not, but I know that was a rumor because Meltzer had said that that's why Moxley toyed with letting his contract expire and becoming a free yeah. agent. Is yeah. because he wanted to be able to do those matches, but I don't know that it's public knowledge if it's a for sure thing. And then he, he well, and then he dropped the GCW title to Nick Gage last weekend, which that was and, a title versus career match. So yeah, like, yeah. But two and two. But together, I also yeah. I also kind of get why GCW is not the normal independent wrestling show <laughs> at all either. So like I get not wanting everybody to be. Especially a guy like Moxley, you don't want him to go there and take unprotected chair shots like that one dude did from that show, where he was wrapped up in the ropes and took fifteen unprotected chair shots to the head. Like you, that's you don't want that. But I feel like I feel like Orange Cassidy would definitely be the kind of guy to go. Who's not going to pop when that music hits at an independent show and he comes out? So sure. I think it makes sense. Also, when you've got as many titles in AEW as they have, you don't need somebody being the double champion. So I think it was smart to kind of get. Honestly, I think this is bad booking. Not this, but last Friday, not having Dark Order take those titles, the trios titles from Death Triangle. But I think if you're going to keep the titles on them, why not put the the All Atlantic title on Orange Cassidy? Yeah, that's true. At least Orange Cassidy didn't win the world title, which I'm sure will come at some point, but at least it's not right now. Uh, It might be deserved. You never know. It might be, and if it is, kudos, but it's probably not going to be, in my opinion. I, w- I will say, though, I will say, he was never, we all knew he was never going to beat Kenny right. for that championship. Right. But Jericho did make him feel like a main event player for a little bit. So, like, credit to credit to them for that. But then he, I think his when he got injured, it all kind of yep. quickly fell off. After that, that's true. And then he had a match with Will Ospreay at Forbidden Door, and everybody was that like, was, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, he can wrestle." Oh yeah, we forgot about. Oh forgot yeah, about <laughs> that guy knows what he's doing. He's not just a gimmick. Because everybody was like, "Really, we're doing Osprey versus Cassidy at Forbidden Door?" And then at the end, we were like, "Oh yeah, we did Osprey versus Cassidy at Forbidden Door." All right, I get it now. Exactly. Good book. All right, if you are just good booking, <laughs> listen to you. Gosh. Anyway. Uh, if you're just now listening to us, you're just now checking us out. Welcome to Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast, the show that is for the fans by the fans, coming to you every Monday. And you know what? I don't know what day of the week we release shows. Just subscribe <laughs> to the channel. Make sure that you hit that notifications bell on the Body Sometime YouTube channel. And make sure you're following us on social media at PBW Podcast. And make sure you're subscribed wherever you find your podcast and you're listening to Sports Wire Radio because we're on there all the time. You can catch up on all our past episodes. And when you're subscribed, new episode just comes right to the device of your choice whenever we decide to drop one, which Andy generally is Mondays and Wednesdays slash Thursdays. But in this week's case... (laughs) Life gets in the way and it's Friday. Sometimes it's Tuesday. You know, yeah. like I said, just subscribe, follow us. Yeah. We'll keep and you up la- to date. Last week was Friday, but that's also because it was a pay-per-view preview and the pay-per-view was the next day. So might as well wait right. till the day before to, to, to release that. But 
And, and this week, life has gotten in the way, and, and we're a little delayed. And yeah. you know, we'll see what happens next week. Yeah. We'll, we're getting the results. You're going to get two episodes most of the time. It's just kind of just can't guarantee what days they're coming. Vegas Vegas odds are pretty good on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. (laughs) (laughs) That is very true. If you're putting your money (laughs) on us, I would aim for later in the week. Yes. Just saying. Anyway, that's beside the point. All right, let's move on to WWE. Some crazy stuff, the fallout from extreme rules. Obviously, the big like you mentioned earlier, the big thing, big announcement, big debut, the reveal of Bray Wyatt at Extreme Rules. And Andy, it's not over. The QR codes continue. And I somehow knew that they would. I was almost afraid to say it. But I I remember as we were talking with Jared on the, by the way, if you haven't checked out our Extreme Rules post-show, please go do that. We recorded that immediately following Extreme Rules, and Andy was still on cloud nine. So still make sure, you, make yeah, <laughs> make sure you go check that out. But anyway, as we, I remember specifically as we were going through the post show, I yeah. didn't say it, but I was like, you know, this stuff is probably not over. Like yeah. it's going to continue. Here we are. We get a QR code on Monday, and it's pretty cool. I I think the QR codes are either going to continue until his first match takes place or until or if he has a faction until the faction is fully debuted. Like, I think that's, I think they're going to use these QR codes to kind of slowly show these factions, which I I can't tell you how many times I think I'm at 30 times. Now I've gone back and watched his, wow. 30? his, re, his return. Like I watched it like 20 times. Sunday and Monday, I was just hooked on it, man. I kept going back wow. and because like people would be po- like pointing out new stuff every time I went back, and I was like, man, I can't believe I missed that. Like I go back and watch it, right. and a couple of things that were like very interesting. I think are if yeah, let's we are going to do some of those things because uh, it was fresh from extreme, rooms, yeah, and yeah. So we didn't talk about any of those things. So bring yeah. up a couple of those things. There are a couple of things that are pointing to a faction that Bray could potentially have. First off, with we'll start with Abby because I think Abby's is kind of not obvious, but it's it's kind of easier to narrow it down. When she showed up, there were two women's championships on black cloth beside her. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looked like a Raw Women's and a, a SmackDown, which the first person to ever win the Raw Women's and the SmackDown Women's Championship was Alexa Bliss, and there's a lot of history yep. there. Um, However, I, I could also see that being a diversion of being like, oh, it's Alexa, and then I could absolutely see it be Liv Morgan because sure. Liv started to have the weird finish to Extreme Rules between her and Ronda, which I don't even know if you saw Ronda. She did an interview where she talked about what the finish was actually going to be, and I was like, why was that what, not the what finish? What she wanted it to be, yeah. What that, she like, that, that's, that was actually a much better finish than what we got, but you saw like Liv laughing. You saw her smiling as she was passing out and then the backstage interview when she was in the dark by herself like we're starting to see maybe it's her turning into it and then the other one that i did not expect that i've seen people pointing out but i'm totally on board with is mercy the buzzard being grayson waller from nxt i saw that too. because he wears the hawaiian shirts and he did a promo video on twitter 
Tuesday, I believe it was, or Monday, something like that. It may have been Sunday. I think it may have actually been Sunday. He was hyping up his match with Apollo Crews on Tuesday, so it was Sunday. And like 20 seconds in, he leaned forward to say something. Like he was like readjusting, and you saw the Bray Wyatt lantern in the corner. Uh, so I, cool. that, that could be potentially him. There are rumors that Bo Dallas is in his, on his way back into WWE, which if he is, you got to put him with Bray because I can't believe we haven't done that yet. So, like, let's just go ahead and put Bo with Bray because that makes sense. Um, so, like, I, we're starting to see the faction having potential. Yep. Doesn't mean that it's absolutely going to happen. Doesn't mean it should happen. I don't know if I want Bray to be the leader of a faction right away. Like, I think I think it would be really interesting to kind of draw this out a little bit. Maybe, like, maybe you do introduce Bo Dallas sort of soon. And, like, you have those two kind of coming together um, going forward. Like, I could see that. But I would let this, I would let this ride out as long as you can because the intrigue around this did not die down after Extreme Rules. It picked up. Right. Like it, it picked up tenfold. Well, a couple of things. We were talking just a little bit ago about Booker of the Year, and you had mentioned that you know, it depends on what Triple H does with Bray Wyatt. Right. And I think a lot of the booking with Bray Wyatt is going to come down to the in-ring stuff. The reason I say that is because we all know what this is going to be. It, Like you just said, the intrigue has not died down. We're all still into this hook, line, and sinker. And you are not the only one that has watched this 30 <laughs> times. I haven't watched it 30 times. But I'm just saying, there are plenty of other fans out there that have watched this zillions and zillions of times. Yeah. So the intrigue is there. So what's going to take Bray over the top is now we got to have quality matches and we got to have that kind of stuff. That's conversation for another time. I just want to bring that up. But yeah. Well, before you go ahead, just because yep. it's kind of on the same topic, I would be completely fine if Bray didn't have his first match until WrestleMania. Like, I think, yeah, I think Bray, and I don't like, I think, I think Bray gets a bad rap for his wrestling. I think Bray can have a good match. It just yeah, depends yeah. on who he's yep. in there with, and it depends on the. Because everybody, when you talk about Bray Wyatt wrestling, the first thing people go to is that Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins. And that has nothing to do with Bray's wrestling. Or Goldberg. Or Goldberg. That has nothing. Even with the Fiend character, you go look at his matches with Daniel Bryan. They were were really good. They were really intriguing. Um, So he can have a good match. He had a great match with Cena at WrestleMania 30. He had a great match with, uh, I don't mean this disrespectful, a decrepit Undertaker at WrestleMania 31. They had a really intriguing match. He can right. have a good match, but we don't care about, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way to Bray at all. We don't care necessarily about Bray Wyatt's wrestling ability as much as his storytelling. Right. So like that's where the faction could come in is the faction wrestles for him at times. And then we get to WrestleMania and he has a WrestleMania match against somebody. Right. Yep. And also it's rumored that Rowan is on his way back as well. So that would be the natural uh, somebody else to go with Bray. I don't know what the faction is going to be. Yeah. The reason I say that is because I do think there will be one. And like Mm -hmm. you said, let's stretch it out. We don't have to have it right away. Right. I just don't know that it's going to be what everybody thinks it is. Yeah. I think everybody is automatically associating it with those five characters and Bray that we saw at Extreme Rules. And I don't know if it's necessarily that. 
And the reason is because those five characters are all past characters of Bray Wyatt. It's all of his past demons, yep. all that kind of stuff. So I just don't know if those specific things will be coming to life. I don't think that's the case. I think it's going to be something different. Yeah. Is that a good place to start? Yes. But I don't think you have to say, Abby the Witch is Scarlet. And, right. you know, Mercy is Karen Cross or, right. you know, whatever. I don't think it has to be labeled as such. But I think it was just more along the lines of those characters showing up at Extreme Rules to say, we are converging now into this one door. The door opens. Yeah. And I think flash. here we go. And I think his his vignette that he had on Raw plays into that because he yes, said he said yes. in the vignette, I used to think I used to think the prison in my mind was the only place I could be free. Right. And I think that's what all these characters are. And now that these characters now that he's freed these characters, now that he's freed himself, he he doesn't not that he doesn't need him anymore, but he's now this new thing. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Now so- I well, I, I think that like there, that's what I love about this whole thing. Like, and I know I give Bray Wyatt his flowers. It seems like every single week, I love Bray Wyatt to death. Everybody understands that. But that's one of the things about this is like there are multiple directions this could go in, and not one of them are bad. <laughs> like that, like True. they are all very intriguing. Because let's say this is that, and he's not bringing in a new faction, but this is Bray Wyatt saying, "I am Bray Wyatt. This is the new version of me. I am here with the chains completely off now." And I, I'm doing this myself. Like, that's super intriguing. It's also sure. intriguing if it's like, hey, I brought the Firefly Funhouse characters to life. And here they are. Like, that's super yeah. intriguing. Like, there's so many intriguing things. Because I don't even think we talked about this on the post show. But I believe it was either the WWE Twitter account or the Fox Twitter account tweeted the video of Bray Wyatt coming through the door and his face coming up, whatever. And... Um, the caption was "Let the games begin." Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know if that plays into the new character. I don't know if that was just a play on words or whatever it is. But there, there are certainly <clears throat> things that are being planted that we I have will, no idea where this is heading. I'll tell you what that's also connected to because I didn't know about that. That this mm-hmm. is the first time hearing about that. But as soon as you said that, that used to be the tagline for War Games. In WCW, I'm 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 yeah. not I'm just saying. Yeah, that could was. play. That could play. Maybe they show up. Like maybe the faction shows up at. at I did. I did see. I'm telling Survivor you, Series, I, and I hate this. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But I did see there was a rumor. I don't remember where it was. So I'm not going to give anybody any credit. Don't know how much you know stock we should put into this. Right. But the early conversations are the Wyatt faction versus the bloodline for war games and i think that's terrible i absolutely would not do that yeah i think it's way too soon to already pigeonhole yourself with bray in the world title and that but that, i did see that that damages bray that damages roman no matter what happens yep, like absolutely. no matter what happens terrible. that now i well it de- i will say it depends it depends on if Bray is going after the title or if he's going after the top guy to be like, I'm here to to kill the world. Like, I'm here to kill the world. 
and it starts by being you, Roman. I think that takes away from Roman's two-and-a-half-year run that he's had. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's... I don't know if it's worth it to for Bray's new character to get that right. rub. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm just saying we don't. We're still in the early stages of this. It now comes. It. it doesn't need now, it right now. Right, and I think I think that's part of it. Is he he is he's on such an emotional. It's like why Cody didn't come in and go right after the title sure. because the return was the the high that we needed. Yeah, and then when we get to WrestleMania this year. This is when Cody goes after it. So I think there there will be a point in time when I think we get Bray. Roman again because there's some unfinished business there. Sure. But I I don't do it right away. Like I think right. I think the first feud for Bray that would be absolutely perfect is against Edge. Oh yeah. Bray and sure. Bray and Edge would absolutely kill yep. it. Because yep. Edge understands the storytelling that Bray does. Bray Edge understands the right along with it. And Edge will put Bray over in a heartbeat. And he'll that's put, exactly over, if they have a trilogy of matches, he'll put him over. He'd let Bray win three times. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he would for sure. He's not gonna he's not gonna be he's the kind of guy that when he gets offered to beat the Undertaker for the first time at WrestleMania, he says no. <laughs> like I'm not right. I am not doing that. So Absolutely. I I I think that's the perfect place to start for them is is right there. Other reports are saying that Bray is going to be full time on SmackDown, not Raw. I did read that. So put him on both. See, that's what I think too. At least for the time being, let the uh, vignettes let, run on both. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Let the QR codes be on both. You yeah. Know, whatever. Yeah. Um. Let's talk about some more returns. Let's talk about some that are rumored first. Uh, again, buckle your seatbelts, folks, because I'm looking at the uh, total runtime on this show, and I'm also looking at my notes Look, and knowing that this is going to go for a little bit. So I could talk about Bray Wyatt for an hour itself. That's why I'm changing <laughs> topics right now. That's why, because we're almost an hour into this show, and I need to change topics. I may All just right. do my own separate video of me just talking about the plan, like how I would book Bray Wyatt in this new run. Not a bad bonus episode. Give us some feedback at PBW Podcast. Let us know if you want to hear Andy's fantasy booking of Bray Wyatt. I think that'd be great. Speaking of fantasy booking, if you want to hear all of that, PBWF on Mondays. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, pay-per-view coming this Monday month, number three, the official halfway point. If you listen to the Extreme Rules post show, I gave you a spoiler of one of my matches. Yeah. Just so you know. I didn't um, bring it up, but... <laughs> Oh, I spoiled it. I said I, I spoiled it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, it's fun. I love it. Anyway, go check it out on Mondays. Um, and we still got three more months of that to go. And then we'll probably continue that in some form or fashion. Anyway, let's talk about some returns that are being rumored right now. Some that haven't happened. And then we'll talk about some returns that did happen this week because we can't go the we can't do a wrestling podcast and not talk about those returns. Right. All right, let's talk about the ones that are being rumored. Sarah Logan with the Viking Raiders. We saw that vignette on SmackDown on Friday, and it was obvious it was Viking Raiders, but there was a female voice in there. Yeah. Put two and two together. It makes yep. sense. Sarah Logan. Absolutely. Um, and then when this one is confirmed, Elias next week. I love it. I love I that don't Triple know H. What's gonna happen? But I'm ready for it. I love that Triple H was like, "This Ezekiel stuff is running its course. It's done. Bring back Elias." <laughs> yep. I did too. 
I love it. I'm anxious to see in what form or fashion that we get him. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll be really cool. Here's another rumored one. I don't know if you saw this this week or not. I, ha- I You know I have to bring this up. Yeah, I saw it. Chelsea Green. Yeah. Hopefully on her way back to the WWE, who truly never got her fair shake. <laughs> she did not. In... In either NXT or the main roster, as soon as she got her wrist both times, let's say as soon as she got started, she just got injured, and they they were like, "All right, we're done. We're done with you." Which I get, I I hate it for her, but I get where they were like, "Like you're too like you're we got to move on." For sure, I will say, I will say this is a hot. This might be a hot take. I don't know. This this will be a hot take for you, so you're ready for this. I think there is more value in WWE for Chelsea Green than Matt Cardona, and I I don't think that. Sure. I think I think if Matt Cardone, I think if Chelsea Green comes in, she has the potential to be a top player in the women's division. Sure. I think if Matt Cardona comes in, his ceiling is still the IC title. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that. Especially be, with Triple H in charge. Especially and especially if you're doing one world title for both shows, as we're having yeah. right now. Yes, Matt Cardona is not getting anywhere near that. Yeah. However, I will bring up the fact. Chelsea Green comes back. Is that door open for Cardona I, to come back? I think if Green, I think if Chelsea Green does come back, it's almost a guarantee that Cardona comes back. Well, here's what you got to think about: this new regime of WWE. Are they going to allow Matt to continue to do the podcast and to run that business because it is a business now? Yeah, and they are making a crap ton of money. Doing what they're doing, are they? Going I would to say allow they would. them to do that. I I would I would say Triple H would. I think that was a Vince thing because that was one like I think he saw when Adam Cole was like one of the reasons why I'm not like one of the reasons why I pretty much am leaving is because I want to do my Twitch stream. Right. I think I think they realize the world we live in now. You have to let people do have their own side stuff as well. Right. So like I I don't think that would be a problem, especially I guess, like I could absolutely see them partnering with WWE for some of their stuff, right? And they would they would definitely have to be careful on that because they have partnered with them on some things before they left, and it yeah. didn't go. But now that I mean, you could you can see behind me if you know there there are exclusive figures that yeah. have come out that they have made and designed themselves, yeah. And these aren't the only ones that I have; they're just ones that I have displayed. Like <laughs> this thing is huge in the yeah. wrestling world. Matt Cardona is making way more money right now than he did in WWE. He's the yeah. hottest thing on the indies right now. And the guy standing beside him in this in the stoop pack up here, if Chelsea comes, and if he comes, who's to say Brian Myers is not coming back with him? Right, right. You know? Yeah. The caveat that we have to talk about in this, and I'm not going on a rant about these guys because I literally may be the only person that cares. <laughs> but on their podcast is an AEW contracted superstar. It's smart Mark Sterling. Yeah. So got to have something to work out there. But then again, I don't think it matters as much to Triple H as Vince. But, because... but, again, but, but that's that's just business 101. Right. You know? But then again, they had Jericho come on while he was an AEW superstar, and they well, talked about true. that. And if you believe the reports, which I absolutely do, they tried to get Billy Gunn to come in for the DX celebration. Yep. So, like, I don't think they're against. 
I think we're way past the. I think we're way past the age. Uh, we have okay. to act like we don't know each other anymore. Like sure. I, I, I yeah, think yeah. with Michael Cole dropping like eighteen different references to other promotions in a week, like bro, I, I know, right? I love every time he does it. I'm like this way to make your guys feel important. Like they feel sure. important because you're talking about all the stuff they've accomplished yeah. in wrestling. So like I yeah. love that, and I love that. Like I think that just adds more to it. So I. I I don't necessarily see it as big of a problem. Maybe they would cut back on some stuff, but I don't see it being a huge, huge deal. Bro, do you know how how they can make Matt Cardona a huge deal coming back to WWE? This is the way to do it. Have Cody Rhodes win the title and have him feud with Cardona. Yeah. Not have Cardona win. Don't, yeah. don't let him win. But have him feud with Cody. Yeah. Bro, that would put Cardona up there in the eyes of the people see i'm also i also think you could also hold it off to wrestlemania do a ladder match for the ic title and have him come out as a surprise oh for sure a a surprise appearance and have him win it like he did at wrestlemania 32 yeah but don't do where he lost it the next night to the miz actually let him kind of hold that for a little bit like i I think that would be really interesting i think that he would get a big pop for that and people would be like oh okay let's let's Pay attention to the Zack Ryder guy that now has changed his name. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say he's not coming back as Zack Ryder. That's no. I don't think that'll happen. No. Uh, I. Uh, yeah. I don't think yeah. that happens. All right. Let's get off my soapbox on my guys. Let's talk about the guys who actually well, are back. Go ahead. Yep. I'm gonna throw one more name that's been thrown out there as a rumor oh. to potentially showing up. There. There are three names, but one that I I feel like, and this is the Ring of Honor guy coming out of me. So, uh, Matt Taven. Yes, I saw that. Has been reported. WWE has a lot of interest in him, um, as well as Maria and Mike Kanellis, which I feel like under the Triple H regime, they're they're out of their contract with Impact now. I did see that. And I could honestly see them go to WWE. I could see them go to AEW. I could see them go to New Japan. Like, I could see them ending up anywhere. However, the one name that was really intriguing that was backstage at Raw was Vincent from Ring of Honor. Mm. Who is like who is like a Bray Wyatt like character? Mm. Um, so like that could there could be some things there as well um, that would be really really interesting. So a couple of like former Ring of Honor people that Triple H has had interest in before that I think Vince was not a huge fan of are now free agents and could potentially be on their way maybe back maybe to NXT for a little bit or maybe straight to the main roster. So you would do. Joe Gacy, Grayson Waller, Vincent, Rowan, and Bo Dallas. You got to have, I think you have to have a Sister Abigail in there. Do you? I would say so. I think I think Sister Abigail has been such a big part of his but character again, from the beginning. I don't think it would be like Sister Abigail, though. It would just be... Yeah, as weird as this would be, I would rather have I would rather Joe Gacy be on his own. Because I feel like Joe Gacy would be fine on his own. But I feel like that people on the main roster speaking won't about care about Gacy. Universe, they're not gonna care about him when they've got Bray Wyatt. There's right. it's a knockoff Bray Wyatt. Right. Who needs that? I think Grayson Waller would be the one to stand alone if you're picking somebody of that crew yeah. to be by themselves. I think yeah. he would be the one, and I think I think Joe Gacy needs Bray Wyatt. Yeah, I think at least for a while, I think Joe does yep. need Bray. Sure. And then when Joe and, and, and Bray have that feud, 
Yes, because as I said on the post show, I, he's the pre. He is not not the pre. Is predecessor the right word? Yeah. Well, he's the mentor. He's next in line. Yeah. Yeah. He is the next in line. Well, kind of character. Kind of like I said on the podcast, every Undertaker needs a cane, and right Bray could be the Undertaker, and Gacy could be the cane. So, like, sure. that, that could play a part. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about the people that are back, <laughs> back on Bray Wyatt. I always bring it back to Bray. Always bring it back to Bray. First, on SmackDown, not necessarily returning to the company, but coming from NXT to the main roster, been rumored for a long time, Legato Del Fantasma with Zelina Vega. You talk about great booking. That's a great match right there. Yeah, I'm all for that. I'm a big fan of that, uh, especially if couple months from now somebody yep. is no longer in their contract and he is the like the head guy of that whole thing mm-hmm. i'm telling you right to the top like right yep. to the top where he but like where he deserves to be yep. uh i think that's i think that's absolutely where we're heading with that if if that if he gets out of his contract yeah but with them being there now the way they debuted the way they showed up beating the crap out of hit row they that was great they have display their dominance and they're not the only ones that have come back from the grave because we're no longer in the max dupree era we are in the la night era and i am so happy for that i again i've always hated the la night name i'm fine that he's on his own and that's his gimmick i just hate the la night name because it's not realistic but right it's it's fine it's better than it it's better better than than max Dupree. dupree That's yeah, true. and the the model age like I'm like I don't hate the model agency stuff. Right, I hate that he was I, in it. Like I hate that he was in it though. I think I think he eh. by himself is better than being in that group. I liked it with him and is it Maxine? Is that her mm-hmm. name? I liked it with both of them together. I didn't. I was kind of. I'll say this: he is a guy that would fit that character Mm -hmm. i don't i can't pick out anybody else that would would fit that right that's why i think he was okay in it because nobody else is gonna do that gimmick should you do the gimmick at all i don't know but (laughs) if you're gonna do the gimmick he makes sense so i can understand that but i like him i like him on his own it'll be cool um okay so we got legato del fantasma did they have a thing with hit row in nxt do I remember that right, or am I thinking of somebody else? I want to say they came in as Hit Row was leaving, but I don't know if that's right. I don't. Re- I don't. I don't remember either. I don't remember that time period. There was a pandemic mistake. during all that. <laughs> yeah, that so there's I, a lot that happened. I don't really, really remember. Anyway, <laughs> um, speaking of back from the grave, the last time we saw these guys was in a boneyard match. Was that really the last time they were in WWE? Yes. Wow. I don't know. I can't guarantee that was their last appearance, but that was AJ's last appearance for a while, and we didn't see them after that. So, wow. Back from the grave after the pandemic is Lou Gallows and Carl Anderson. Couple of good, good brothers. brothers. A couple of good brothers. Man, they came back with their OC music, which I like. Yep. It's very yep. cool. Uh, reuniting with Uncle Al to yep, help out going after Ferb. Day. Going to help, man. I 
I'm glad those guys are back. I think it's cool. I'm glad they're back too. And I think that this is, I think we're heading into interesting waters. Uh oh, do tell. Because of the fact that Carl Anderson is still the Neverweight champion in New Japan. Yeah. And he, they are still promoting him fighting yep. at Wrestle Kingdom in January. Mm-hmm. I think that there is a very good chance that not only does he, like, we get a one for one. He wrestles at Wrestle Kingdom, and I would freak out if Minoru Suzuki shows up at the Rumble. <laughs> like, if Minoru Suzuki's music hits, shows up at the Rumble, Tanahashi shows up at the Rumble to face John Cena. Like, so, I think we get, I think yep. because last year we saw Mickey James come back, come in mm-hmm. uh, as Impact Impact Women's Champion. I think we're gonna have because obviously there's something they've worked out with New Japan and WWE for this yep. to happen. Yep. Question is, will that affect? New Japan and AEW's relationship any right. or is it just going to be like a hey you scratch our back we'll scratch your back oh hey you want to scratch our back too we'll scratch your back like I don't know if it's going to sure. be like that I just know that th- this is the first time that I can remember just know that New companies Japan's working. a great spot oh, New yeah. Japan is like like yes both sides let's go they're like they're like they're like the the uh, prom queen looking for somebody to dance with right now and everybody's right. coming to hit them up so like I they're they're almost in. They're not like quality wise. They're not anywhere near where they were when Kenny and them were there. But like from other companies' perspectives, they're the new impact. Like they're this year's impact. <laughs> like right. they're they're who everybody wants to work with right now. You know, I brought up something on the post show about AJ Styles and where he stands and all that. I think you were the one that told me like just just you know just be patient. Give me a second. Yep. And, and here we are. And I think that Triple H like likes these guys, but I really think that this is a favor for AJ. Like I Probably. really think that AJ, you know, went to Triple H or whoever and said, "Listen, like these guys, their contracts coming up. We need to bring them back." Blah blah blah. So I feel much better about my stance about AJ than I did before Monday. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and I think the way they they presented this whole thing uh, with them coming back was perfect. Like there was yep. no build up to it. There was nothing. There were it was rumored that they were potentially coming back the day of. Right. And I don't think anybody thought like, oh, it's rumored the day of. They're not going to show up tonight. Like they literally just got out of the contract. It's and, like, oh wait a minute, here they are. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, when he hugged AJ or when he hugged Finn, and was like, I wasn't talking about you. I was like. We're doing this now. Like these boys are coming back now, and they, their music hit. Carl Anderson has said some things over the last year and a half that have rubbed people the wrong way. But when he gets in the ring, man, he he's just as good as a lot of other guys. And he's if you haven't ever heard him cut a like an actual promo, he can cut a promo. Yep. I feel like they're gonna thrive under this regime and and Triple H regime and WWE. I think they're going to be better than what they were when they first debuted, when they first showed up. And the club versus the bloodline now in war games, I did not know I needed until right now, like after all this has happened, and I am all for it. Club, Judgment Day, and Bloodline triple threat in war games. Fatal four-way and throw Imperium. Fatal five-way, throw Imperium and throw the brawling brutes in there. Let's just throw everybody in this thing, and let's just all go fight. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> truly be war games the other return 
on Monday night. One that really came out of left field. Yeah. Brock Lesnar is back. Oh, my gosh. Bro. And not only is he back, he destroyed Bobby Lashley. Destroyed him. Yeah. And I went from being really happy to really sad to really happy again in like a span of like 30 minutes because I was so thrilled when he came back. His music hit. I freaked out. Oh, he's going after Bobby Lashley. Like, okay, he's going after a title, but it's a mid-card title. If if because Triple H has been pushing really hard to make the IC and the U.S. Championship feel like a big deal, right? Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley for the U.S. Championship feels like a main event for the like it was the main event for a WWE Championship. Yep, they're really pushing this thing, and then he just destroyed Bobby Lashley, and I was like, man, we're like they're just like they're going to have a match at uh, Crown Jewel. I'm so excited for that. I'm ready for that. But then what happened afterwards, I was like, this is worth it. This is absolutely worth it to get to this point and then to get where we're going for Crown Jewel. Bobby versus Brock, we've been saying it for a long time, and it's nice to have a Brock feud that has nothing to do with the world title, and it right. still feels like a big deal. Yep. So, like, I, I, I am ready for that. It's a huge deal, and what ensued after that is for the first time since – was he a tag champion in the pandemic? Yes, with Buddy. That's what I thought. Okay, so for the first time since being tag champion during in 2020. the pandemic in 2020, Seth Rollins is holding gold, ladies and gentlemen. He Far is the long. brand new United States champion, the second ever two-time Grand Slam champion in the WWE, only behind who? Jared's favorite, The Miz. <laughs> the Miz. So anyway, Seth Rollins is a champion again. Let me tell you, I was watching this live, and generally I don't watch Raw live just because life gets in the way, and I always go back and watch it the next day and that kind of thing. But I had the opportunity to watch Raw live, and I was watching this as it was happening. Actually, I was a little delayed. You semi-spoiled, but it's fine. Anyway. I didn't say anything. I just sent the normal dude text in all caps. (laughs) But you sent the all caps text, and I knew. Anyway. It could have been Bray. It could have been Bray. Yeah, well, I I narrowed it down and I was right. Let's put it that way. <laughs> anyway, so the whole time I'm watching this, I'm yeah. like, there is no way they are going to let Bobby Lashley win after that. Like they can't. It would be it would hurt Seth more than it would help Bobby if yeah. Bobby were to win after getting attacked by Brock. I'm yeah. so glad that Seth won. I'm glad he won, but I'm glad they were like they played with it a little too. Yeah, because uh, well, because yeah, I, they I expected that for sure. They but they made Bobby look like a big deal even after he got beat up by Brock, sure. kicking out of a pedigree, kicking out of a frog splash, kicking out of what he kicked out of something else. He kicked out of a it Falcon Arrow. A, it wasn't a stomp. It was. I don't remember. Because Seth kicked out of the spear. Spear. Yep. And then he hit two stomps to win. So, like, it wasn't like Seth came out and squashed Bobby. Like, it was somewhat competitive. First time since 2020 he's held a title way too long. First time he's held the U.S. title since he won it at, at uh, SummerSlam in 2015 against Cena. Correct. That's too long for that as well. Uh it's just good to see him with the title. title numerous times yeah. in between that, though. Yeah, but it, 
it's about time he won a title. He looks good with the title. Championship still feels like a big deal. The only thing I'm sad about, but I'm sure we'll get it at some point, is we're not getting Lashley versus Gunther. But mm. other than other than that, we can get that at some other point. I'm fine with Seth Rollins holding this title for a while. I hate to break it to you. I don't think it's going to be for a while. I think he'll probably, he might lose that crown jewel to Brittle. Yep. That's what I, that's 100% what I think. He is just keeping that title warm until he can drop it to Riddle at Crown Jewel. That's exactly what's going to happen. Unless we're going to keep this Brock tour going and Brock costs Riddle at Crown Jewel. Yeah, maybe. Could be interesting. And I think, I think, I think Seth could win the whole feud against Riddle and Riddle's fine. Sure. Well, I agree with that too. But I just think that's, that was my first thought. As soon as yeah. he won, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Oh, wait, he's going to drop it to Riddle. Dang now, it. Now, I, I would be fine if he beat Riddle for it. Because I think I don't even know if we're I don't I I think we might be done with Seth and Riddle. See, I thought kind of the same thing too, but this title makes sense for Riddle if you're doing that. You yeah, know? but I think the feud that makes more sense and the feud that will be even better is Seth versus Johnny for that title. Oh, baby. I think that's where we're heading is Seth versus Johnny for the U.S. This title. Is music to my ears. <laughs> and if it's not Seth versus Johnny, it needs bro, to be Seth versus Kevin Owens. Bro, if you give me Seth and Johnny like that. Mm, yes. Seth, so Johnny at Crown Jewel, 60 man, a 60 minute Iron Man match for the U.S. title. Sign me up. I'm, I'll I'm be right there. I'm there for that. Man, that's awesome. All right. Speaking of Johnny Gargano, a banger of a match against Austin Theory. On Raw, not going to spend a lot of time on this because we got another thing we got to talk about that's going to take a minute. But, dude, that suicide dive DDT was one of the most vicious things I've ever seen. Oh, it was rough. It was rough. Oh, yeah. putting, that in, putting that in PBWF. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Um, Sammy Zane. Sammy freaking Zane, dude. Multiple times over yeah. the last week or so has yeah. been in the ring with the entire bloodline. Yeah. And has gotten the loudest cheers of all of them. Yep. I cannot believe how over this guy is. Like I'm truly baffled at how popular he is right now. I am too. And yet I'm not at the same time because you got to remember, he was extremely over when he first showed up on the main roster. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, he was, but not to, not even to this extent. Mm -hmm. he, no way. When when you're standing in the ring with Roman Reigns and with the Usos and Solo and Paul Heyman and Logan Paul, and yep. the crowd is cheering your name, and not only that, but you've made Roman break character in the middle yep. of everything. Uh -huh. I, it's just that is amazing on Raw. Him cutting the promo, him getting the loudest chance of the night. Like Sami Zayn, we we're still in the early stages of Bray Wyatt. So I'm gonna that this is with a grain of salt. Sami Zayn is uh -oh. the best thing in WWE right now. Sami Zayn is the best thing, the most consistent thing week to week. He has not missed since joining the Bloodline. Like he, ha there's not been one time where he's been on the screen with the bloodline, and I'm like, this is boring. Like, what are we doing? Like, right. it's all the moment when he got the when Roman told him to take the shirt off, and Jay Uso was barking like a dog and was like chomping at the bit, and then he tossed him the t-shirt. The crowd went crazy. 
and now he's it like turned, in charge of Jay Uso. It did. Like it was, he, it was all. It was already entertaining because yeah. it was like he was trying to get his way in and blah blah yeah. and whatever. Uh, it was already entertaining, but man, the t-shirt segment like that took it to the moon. No and then it. him and Jay Uso, while they hate what, each other okay. on screen, have the best chemistry at the same time, and it's amazing. What, what is the payoff for this Jay Uso thing going to be? Like, I think when they turn on Sammy, Jay Uso is going to be the one to at least start it. Because see, I think Jay's going to end up lo- talking about him losing his cool. Like that's a thing. Yeah. Or, He's not being very oozy. That 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 was that, amazing. That, that, that was, was amazing. That was the phrase. Uh, but Jay is losing his cool. I think Jay beats the crap out of Sammy at some point, but gets reprimanded by the other guys because he's losing his cool and Sammy can't control him. I think you tell that before everybody just full on. I think I think even before that, even after that, I think you could kick Jay out of the bloodline for a little bit. I wondered about that. That's where I'm going. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if we can. We know where this ends. We know that this ends with Sami Zayn out of the bloodline. And then more than likely at the at WrestleMania winning the tag titles with Kevin Owens. Yes. From the Usos. Like yes. that's that. That's where this ends. It's obvious, and let's not change it. Like that exactly where it needs we to won. end. Unless you want to throw the world title on Sami Zayn, then I'm all for that as well. No, um, no, 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 <laughs> no. I think. No. However, I do think Sami gets involved. I think Sami might cost like help whoever takes the title off of Roman. I could see Sami at least but, stopping the Usos or the Bloodline from getting involved even more. Right, so. like I but, could see that. But if that happens later on after WrestleMania, then. What does it matter with Sami Zayn? I think it happens at WrestleMania. No, because Rock's wrestling Roman at WrestleMania, and Rock ain't taking those titles. And then it probably happens before WrestleMania. Rock, no. Roman is walking into WrestleMania with those titles. I don't titles think so. I, I, yes, I don't think he is. That ma- I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I'm going to my grave. That match, just like Rock and Cena, did not need the world title. It does but not it, need the world title. It doesn't need it, but it makes it bigger. I disagree. I completely disagree. I okay. think so I who think who's wrestling the, for the world title at WrestleMania? One world title, not two. One. Right. I think right. it's Seth Cody. Okay. I think you could do Seth. I think you could have Seth win the title at the Rumble because Sami Zayn helped Seth Rollins win the title or something like that. Cody comes back at the end of the night, wins the Rumble, and that story already tells itself of Seth and Cody. At WrestleMania, once again, sent two years in a row, but this time is for that World Heavyweight Champion. It's for the the double championship. Okay, I'll tell you another one. Ready? I'm, I, this is this is going to be fun. I'll tell you another one that could be fun: Drew McIntyre versus Sheamus for that ti- for those titles. I can buy that. I think Shame. I think Drew could win the titles off of Roman at the Rumble. Sheamus wins the Rumble. Turn Drew McIntyre heel, have Sheamus be the biggest babyface going into that match, and have Sheamus win those titles. I could absolutely see that as well. I think that there's only a handful of guys can win a Rumble. I think Sheamus is yep. on that list. Yeah. Cody's like the, the top of that list. Cody is the tippy top of yep. that list. Yeah. It's Cody, and then you follow that up with it could be Seth. Mm-hmm. I think Seth has a great shot to win a Rumble. Kevin Owens. Um, I think Kevin Owens has a 
pretty good shot to win the Rumble. Mm-hmm. I think that... I think Johnny has a pretty good chance of winning the Rumble. Johnny can win the Rumble. You're right. Sheamus. Um, Sheamus and then Rock. Uh, I think Rock's on that list. I think he has to be. I think he's on the list too, but I... Again, I'll tell you this. If he enters that Rumble, there's no way. Oh, he's winning. winning. No, absolutely. No I completely agree. I completely agree. Unless, unless, I will say unless, the bloodline cost him. That that and then, could that could and be then true. you head that way. That could be true. It just depends on how we get there. Yeah. Because to me, uh, we're fantasy book and we're really going down a rabbit hole here, guys. <laughs> we started on Sami Zayn and I told you it was going to take a minute. But if Rock is in that Rumble, Rock doesn't need to be announced. No. Like it just needs to happen. Number thirty, Therefore, the music hits. He comes right. out. Right. Or twenty seven or whatever. Therefore, the Usos or whoever would not have had the chance to say, why are we costing Rock? Because it wouldn't make any sense. Right. For him to get in there and be cost by the bloodline and lose. Like, I felt that's a later thing, in my opinion. Yeah, I I could see that as well. Um, I just, I don't know. I feel like... I. You don't want to sacrifice Cody for Rock. I agree. I, oh, I get it. I, I totally, I'm, listen, I'm with you on the whole Cody argument yeah. and all that. I just think that here, here's the solution to all this. You ready? Mm-hmm. Here's the solution. And I hate this solution. I hate that this is actually getting ready to come out of my mouth, <laughs> but it is. Split the titles before WrestleMania. I agree, but I think there's a great way to do that. And I forget where I heard this at, but I absolutely love the idea. Is you have a ladder match, both titles hanging up, and Roman goes to grab one, the person whoever he's fighting grabs the other one, they both fall off, they both have a title. You could do that. At the end of the night, like, okay, like now you're the WWE champion, now you're the universal champion. I don't hate that. Go your own ways. The other option is Cody's not in the Rumble, Cody faces Roman at Rumble takes the titles off of Roman at the Rumble. See, see, I don't I don't think Roman has to lose though. I like your ladder match idea. Yeah. But I I I legit think that they could just have a match for the other title. Yeah, but my thing is if Roman loses, if Roman loses the titles before he faces the Rock and then he beats the Rock at WrestleMania, Roman is exactly where he's at if if not even more elevated. Just by beating just, The Rock at WrestleMania. I just don't like him losing ahead of that. Because, again, in my head, it doesn't make any sense for Rock to come back if Roman is not on this big pedestal. Because once he loses, yeah. I know he can gain the momentum back, but he's on such a ride right now that he's never going to get back to that exact point, in my right. opinion. He, they, he's still going to do good work. Still going to be popular, whatever. But like once he loses, the whole wrestling landscape changes because now we're not just talking about Roman Reigns as, oh, Roman Reigns is the champ. He's been the champ for a little while. He's on a great run. No, we are talking Hulk Hogan dominance here. Yeah. We're talking Bruno San Martino. Hey, yeah. like we're in another stratosphere of something that Austin, Rock, Hunter, Flair, 
Sean, Cena, none of those guys got yeah. to this point. Yeah. So when he loses, it's over. I I completely agree. But then again, I think there's some intrigue to I absolutely think there's a really good chance that Roman loses the titles at the Rumble because of the Rock. That, like I think that could happen. That could I happen. think I think the Rock knocks Roman off his pedestal at Rumble to where I I find it really intriguing that Rock's like I don't need this match. My career right. is already solidified. Right. You're the one that's now asking for this match. You're the one that wants to have this match. You want to call yourself the head of the table. Now look who's begging at the real right. head of the table. Right. WrestleMania main event doesn't need a title. Like that's my whole argument is I don't I think Rock Roman needs a title because again, sacrificing a, a world title match just sure. to have the rock there is not worth it to me. It's worth it, but it's, it's, there are better options out there than to do that. I completely understand where you're coming from. <laughs> and I, and I don't disagree Right. What I will say is I'm more in favor of that match having the title than it not. Having said that, if we get that match in one way, shape, or form, you ain't gonna hear me complaining about it. No, Let me just I'm no. not gonna come out here and say, Well, it should have been for the like no, I'm not gonna yeah. complain about that at all. But right now, do I think it should be for the title? For sure, because I don't think Roman should lose before yeah. then or at that match. Like, yeah. I don't I don't think it should happen. Because that's just my opinion. My fantasy booking hat is on tight right now because, like, what's running through my mind is let's say it's Cody Roman at the Rumble. The ref goes down, both men are down. Austin Theory comes out to cash in. Then, when he, but right before he's about to cash in, the Rock's music hits. The Rock mm -hmm. runs out. He stops Austin Theory. You think, oh, there's a chance the Rock is now with Roman, turns around, rock bottom on Roman. Cody hits right. the crossroads it's two crossroads it's five crossroads still make roman look strong pin him one two three right now we're running with that story like i, th I think there are there are ways around it that make sense storyline wise that don't they hurt roman but they hurt roman with a purpose not like a burial and right. it doesn't and it doesn't even really hurt roman because you know in the long run he's going to be elevated even more because he's going to not only face the rock beat the rock at wrestlemania a lot of different ways we can go with this. Yeah. A lot of different ways that Sami Zayn can go, which is how this yes, conversation yes, originally yes, yes, started. Um, Put the titles on Sami, is my opinion. No, my... no, no. Sami Zayn is hot right now. It's He's doing great work, but not world title. Not right now. No, the, the moment is better than... The moment of him and Kevin Owens coming together is better way than him better. winning the world title. Way, way, yeah. way better. Yeah. Yep, way better. It's like Triple H and Shawn Michaels reuniting level yes. when that happens. It yeah. and, and you know, as well as everybody that's listening knows, how big of a Triple H and Shawn Michaels fan than I am. Yeah. When I say when they reunite and that they win those tag belts, like all bets are off. That's huge. Yeah. That is yeah. huge. All right. I think that's going to do it. Man, what a loaded show. Appreciate you guys hanging with us. Lots of other stuff we could talk about. Obviously, Ray and Dominic. Uh, the changes on the commentary team, D-Generation X, Shawn Michaels, and Triple H. We just mentioned them. They were on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Billy Gunn was not, as we mentioned earlier. So much I, stuff. Again, I, I like it. 
I like how they handled the Billy Gunn stuff though. Like I like that they I like that they didn't just ignore that he wasn't there. But like yep. Road Dog was like let the crowd do the Billy yep. Gunn part. And then Corey Gray's on commentary. Yep. It wasn't even a shot at AEW. Nope. It was like I, I hear he's doing stuff with office equipment now. Like right. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely so perfect. Yeah. Shows you that WWE pays attention to what AEW is doing. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely good, bad, indifferent. They're paying attention and yep. the people there that are within the company. And this is not to go off on a huge tangent, but the people within the company, not in a competition way, but the people in the company are watching the show. Like they are invested in the show. At the end of the day, everybody that is a wrestler is still a wrestling fan at heart. Mm-hmm. And like, you're going to watch both sides of unless you've just been absolutely burned by one side or the other and you're completely turned off to it which i i get but you're still going to be like right there are people in aew that watch wwe maybe not weekly but they like they keep up with it and it's the and it's it's vice versa the other way even seth rollins and all his glorious comments is watching aew i'm sure just for mox like i i I really i really believe that he was probably hurt when Moxley left, but he like realizes this is Moxley is exactly where he needs For to be. For sure. Like For I sure. I think Moxley is gonna be there. Let's say AEW closes in ten years. Moxley's gonna be there all ten years. He's gonna be he's gonna be one turn of lights out. Yeah, and I as he should be. As he should yeah, be. Like Tommy which, Dreamer was for ECW. ECW. Which by the way, uh first time since two thousand thirteen, I wanna say. All three members of the Shield are holding titles, and it feels right in the world. Bray Wyatt's back. The Shield is back (laughs) on top. My life could not be... All I need is Punk to get his act together and come back to wrestling, and then my life is back. I mean, you're transporting us back to 2013 right now, apparently. Anyway. Fun time. That's what kept me around wrestling. (laughs) Fun times. I wasn't actively watching wrestling full-time in 2013, so it would be a fun trip back. Anywho, (laughs) beside the point. All right, and you know, hey, you know who made him in WrestleMania in 2013? <laughs> Rock and Cena for the title. <laughs> yeah, we're not talking about that. <laughs> Should have been a triple threat. I'm still going to my hey, grave. Should have been triple threat. Speaking of that, when I was on vacation, this has not, well, it has something to do with wrestling. When I was on vacation, I met somebody in the elevator at uh, going to Chef Mickey's at Disney, mm-hmm. and I was wearing my SummerSlam hoodie, and he told me he was at WrestleMania 29. There you go. It's pretty fun. Really? Yeah. He's from New Jersey. 20, he was he was at 29. So 29 was Rock Cena, Punk Taker. Yep. Triple H Brock. Yep. <sighs> he was at that mania. Yep. He was there. So anyway, all right. Uh that is gonna do it <laughs> for the fun way to sign off. That is gonna do it for this edition of the Pipe Bomb Wrestling Podcast. Hope you guys had fun, an hour and a half worth. Uh, I hope you got your bang for your buck. Make sure you follow us at PBW Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Andy is at Andy underscore PBWP. I am at Chris Belcher 24. I had a brain fart. It's late. <laughs> um, I'm at Chris Belcher 24. Uh, make sure you give some love to Tom and the crew over at Sports Wire Radio. Listen to us over there and subscribe to the BodySlam.net YouTube channel. We have been talking. To the guys at Body Slam, there's going to be some new stuff coming from us here pretty soon. Uh, we're going to try some new things. It's going to be fun. I hope you guys will enjoy that. Uh, but more information on that uh, probably in three weeks, four weeks, something like that, probably. Something like that. Something like that. I think so, so 
Get ready for that. Get ready for pay-per-view number three of the PBWF. Make sure you are subscribed wherever you find the podcast because PBWF, our fantasy booking show, is audio only. Go check that out. It's a lot of fun. Halfway through season number one of the PBWF. So that will be coming again soon. All right. For Mr. Andy York, my name is Chris Buckley. Thanks for hanging out with us. On this edition of the Bible Wrestling Podcast, we will catch you guys down there.